0: Amen. 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 Well, in, in Luke chapter number 16, we're going to begin in verse number 10 this morning. We're going to touch on a a, a concept that we, we've been studying on the past couple of Wednesday nights, which is faithfulness. Amen. And but what we're going to look at tonight or today is, is a little different aspect. But let's look, begin in verse number 10. The Lord Jesus said, Amen. He says, you know sometimes you got to qualify? It's like, because sometimes people are like, well, that's not red letter. You know? if if the if the holy ghost wrote it it's all from god in in all 66 books the holy ghost wrote so you know but sometimes you know people are like oh well this comes directly from the mouth of jesus amen not just his hand but from his mouth also but it says in verse number 10 he that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much and he that is unjust in the least Is unjust also in much. Now, let's go ahead and and, and get into this a little bit this concept. If you're faithful in the least, you will be faithful in the much. God knows when He looks at His children, if His children will do the little things, listen, by faith, that they will also be faithful to do the big things by faith as well. Amen. Conversely to that, he sees that if we're either A, not willing to do the little things or B, don't do them prayerfully and faithfully, he knows that we'll never be faithful in the larger things. Sometimes people are like, you know, I just don't feel like I'm growing I just don't feel like, you know, what, what's my calling? When is God going to put me where I want to be? Amen? And God's waiting on you to pick up the little candy wrapper on the floor. Sometimes that's beneath some of us. Amen? And listen, there's, there's two aspects. Number one is doing it, and number two is doing it, amen, in faith. And one of the things I want to touch on this morning is this faith. You know that it takes faith to be faithful. It takes faith to be faithful. How many of you know it takes faith to be faithful? Being faithful in the little things means your faith is on the right thing. Come on. If you're going to be faithful in the little things, it's because your faith has hit dead center on Christ and Christ alone. Only when your faith is right will you be faithful in the little things when nobody's looking, when nobody's ever going to know, when nobody's around. That only comes when your faith is dead center on Christ and Christ alone. It's only in those moments. And what is that? Why is that that it's so important? Because faith is how we are called to walk. You walk On the walk, amen, from now till glory, you're going to have to walk by faith. There's going to be times that we come up in situations, that listen, don't make sense. Not to the natural mind. Amen? You you try to always go into your battles with the natural mind, you're going to be looking at things upside down. You're going to be looking left when you should be looking right because you're not willing to look by faith. Look, it is a walk of faith that God calls us to from now to the time we go home. And if you're not willing to walk by faith, you're not going to walk on the path that God has for you. It, listen, it requires faith. It requires faith. And then here you see, it requires faithfulness. Faithfulness of what? Faithfulness to, to look at the Lord and to go where he goes. Amen. Amen. One of the, one of the things that the Lord said is, is where I am, there will my servant be. Amen. You know, we get that backwards. We, we say wherever I am, the Lord's going to be, but the Lord said, wherever I am, there will my servant be. You see, we get it backwards. We're not willing. We're not willing to stop and consider the fact that God may be leading us a way that we are naturally not going. Now one of the things about faithfulness here is it obviously it requires faith. Faith is an amazing thing um, go with me over to Hebrews eleven verse one as you're turning your in your Bible over there let me let me tell you about faith why is faith important? why is faith important faith you know that faith reveals motives Faith reveals motives you're going to see this in a little while Faith reveals motives how does it reveal a motive because faith will necessitate that you leave what makes sense and what is natural faith if it look if you, if it makes sense and you understand it and you can see it it's not faith faith listen faith is when you can't see it faith is when it's dark and yet you still believe faith is when you're walking without seeing it or feeling like it Faith is a supernatural thing, and, and here in, in Hebrews 11, beginning in verse 1, uh, we're going to see exactly what faith is. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is what you believe when you don't see it. Faith is what you believe when you don't see it. Why is it, why is it that God wants us to believe what we don't see? Because that takes what is spiritual and brings it to what is natural. It's by faith, it's by faith that the transaction takes place from the spiritual to the natural. See, if you only live in the natural, you, you, you eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. If it's only natural for you, you give to who gives to you. You don't like who don't likes you. You love who loves you. You hate who hates you. You stomp who stomps on you. You just, that's how you live. And you know what? That's how most of the world lives. They don't live by faith. They live by sight. They live by what they see. They live by their feelings. And listen. You cannot do that. As a child of God, you have to make a choice whether you're going to live your life by feelings or by faith. If you live by feelings, if you live by feelings, you're not going to please God. You're not going to please God. It, It is required of you to walk by faith and not by sight. Now, watch this. It, when, when you believe it's what you hope for, even though you don't see it. Now, the requirement for faith is that it has to come from God. The requirement for faith is that it has to come from God. It has to be something God has said. Amen. Amen. It has to be something God has said, written in his word, promised to you, given to you. Look, you can't just believe, you know, that your car is now an airplane. You can't say, I got faith that my car turned into an airplane overnight. Right? You can't just make those things up. You can only, faith is only what God has said. If God didn't say it, it's make-believe. If God didn't say it, it's make-believe. And watch this. It is required in the faithful to have faith. So how do, we, how do we walk in faith? How do we walk in faith? It is by trusting in those things that God has told us. It's by trusting in those things that God has told us. Do you know that there's times that we go through life that the lights go out? There's times that we go through when things don't make sense. How many of you have ever treated somebody really good and they return the volley bad? Huh? You know that there's times that we go through in circumstances or situations of life. We can't explain it. We don't know why this happened to us. We wouldn't wish it on anyone else. It's those kinds of times that we feel like the lights have gone out. We feel like the bottom's been pulled out from under us. When we feel like, you know, you got, you're walking around with sea legs. You can't, you can't get your bearings right. Every time you try to stand up, the wind blows again. Many of you can relate to that, those times that it just feels like you're getting inundated with stuff, amen? You know, when you try to stand on your own, you're never going to make it. You're never going to make it. When you try to make it make sense, you're never going to make it. You're either going to live by feeling or by faith. And one of them pleases God and one of them doesn't. One of them pleases God, and one of them doesn't. One of them will be there for you when the lights go out, and it's not your feelings. How many of you? How many of y'all wear your feelings on your shoulder? Some of us are still there, right? Some of us are still there. We wear our feelings on our shoulder. Some of y'all, you'd have to hit you with a two by four before it hurts your feelings. But some of y'all are, you know, you got elephant hide. <laughs> But you know, some of us we wear our feelings on our shoulders. If somebody doesn't say hi to us when we walk in, man, we, we ready to, to rip the pastor apart, right? Or, or rip the Sunday school teacher apart. They didn't call on me. I raised my hand first, and they called on sister so-and-so. right? You, we, some of us, we can wear our feelings like that. Amen. What does it mean when you say you're wearing your feelings? It means you're not wearing faith. Isn't faith supposed to be a shield? It means you you left your shield at home. You left your shield at home. You're walking not by faith, but by feeling. Now watch this over in verse number six. This is an amazing verse right here. Hebrews 11, verse number six. It says, but without faith, it is impossible to, to please him, him being God. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. How many of you ever heard, you know, with, with God, all things are what? Possible. But how, how do you get to God? By faith. Yes, with God, all things are possible. But if somebody does not have faith, nothing, nothing, nothing. It is impossible to please God if you don't have faith. Some people are like, "Ah, I don't need faith. I mean, that's for the super duper Christians. That's for somebody that wants to go to ministry school, somebody that wants to be a teacher." Look, look, pastor, I just want to come to church, put money in the offering bucket and go home. Leave me alone. Let me get this stuff off my conscience. Right? Let me check in and check out. Don't bother me. Don't mess with me. But look, those things don't please God if you don't do them by faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. You can go to church your whole life. You can give more than everybody in the room collectively. You can do you can go to mission trips in China and Timbuktu. But if you're not doing it by the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ, it is not pleasing to him. And 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 God's looking. Not even for the mission trip to Timbuktu or your giving. He's looking for the little. No, well, that's where we started, right? If you're not faithful in the little, guess what? You're not gonna be faithful on the mission trip. Church needs vacuumed, it's beneath you. You waiting on somebody to call your number to go on a mission trip so you can build orphanages in China, but you're not willing to vacuum the carpet of the church? It's okay. Look, we're going to hit it tonight. We're going to hit it. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. So no matter what I do, if I'm not doing it by faith, if I'm not operating, listen, the way God wants me to operate. If I'm not operating the way God wants me to operate, what is it? What is it? Do you know that you can serve in 900 ministries and still not do it by faith? Do you know what humanism is? This is? Humanism is one of the biggest problems we have in the church. Humanism is when you do things, right? When you do a humanitarian act. When, when a human is at the center of what you do. Christianity is when God is at the center of what you do when God gets all the glory when God is what motivates you when God is who you honor when God is who you obey and if God is who you obey and who you honor and who you want to please you will do the little things before you ever step to do the big things. See when you're doing it by faith it's not even a big or little thing in your eyes. See, you only look at that, you only look at things as least and great when you're looking at it from the wrong perspective anyways. When you're walking in faith, it doesn't matter whether you're, whether you're picking up a candy wrapper or going on a mission trip, it's still worshiping Jesus. Either which way, whether you're, whether you're helping out somebody over here or helping out somebody over there whether you're witnessing and passing out tracts on the street corner, or whether you're praying at an altar, it's still worship to the Lord. And God requires faith. Listen, God requires faith no matter what you do. No matter what you do. There's no, there, there is no second doors. There's only one way. There's only one truth. And there's only one life. And if you're not willing to do and go through the gate, through the door, through the Lord Jesus Christ, to do what he said, to do things his way, if you're not willing to do that, you will not enter into heaven. It requires faith. It requires obedience to what he said. It requires hanging on to his truth. Amen? Amen. Faith. Faith with God. Amen? makes everything possible. But without faith, nothing, nothing. Look, it is impossible. This is what this verse says. I know, I'm going to keep going. Don't worry. Without faith, it's not even a 1% chance that you can please God. You're not the exception. You're not the exception. Somebody needs to tell you that. It requires, it necessitates everything that you do to be done in faith. That's what God wants. You think you're going to impress the Lord? I mean, if you think that, you need to reread Job, right? Job, where were you when I created the universe? Where were you when I put the stars where they go? Where were you, right? You think... Your actions are going to somehow go, God's going to go, oh, okay, well, you mean business. You don't mean business till you start believing. And if you believe, if you believe, if you operate by faith, you'll begin operating by faith in the little things, just as much as the big things. You see, you, you won't compare and contrast to what you do versus somebody else. Everybody's got their own lane. Everybody's got their own race. That's why Paul said, let us run our race. Let us run our race, right? We should be helping each other out, motivating each other, encouraging one another. But you know that some people still will try to live a Christian life in a humanistic way, trying to do things, right, when it doesn't require faith. You know, and, and look, we're not the judge, God's the judge. Jesus is the judge of the quick and the dead. He, you know what that means? S- some, the judge of the quick and the dead, God knows what is alive and God knows what is nothing but dead stuff. Uh-huh. Yes, he- quick means alive. He's made it alive. God knows when you got up today and you decided to come to church, if you came to church so that everybody would see your smiling mug or if you came to church to give God glory, and only god knows only god knows people they people stand in pulpits sometimes and they do it for the glory and praise of men instead of in glory and praising of god you don't know what motivates somebody but listen and that's okay because god knows god knows the motivation behind all of us and what i want you to know this morning is if it's not faith that is motivating you, it's not pleasing to God. It's humanism. It's humanistic. Humanistic again. I'll reiterate is when man is at the center of what you do. Some, sometimes people go to church because they got a guilty conscience. I did. Yeah. You say, Pastor, Pastor, look, pastor is going on. Look, I live this. I know. I've been there. I have sat on pews in my life doing it for purely humanistic ease my guilty conscience. And it didn't please God one I owed it. All I was doing was lying to myself. I even volunteered on different things back then. Didn't know God from a man in the moon. But I was soothing a guilty conscience through humanistic means, and if we're not careful, we can do that today. If we're not careful, we can do that today. But God wants our faith. He wants our faith. Even look, even if it's just the little things, just start in the small. Sometimes you just got to start with worship. Sometimes you got to just start with lifting up your hands in worship. You know that you can you can sit there and listen through a, through to a worship song, and you can be. When are they going to get done? God, oh, they're singing the chorus again. Oh man, it, I mean, gosh, if they keep if they do this one more time, Pastor's going to have us here till the football game starts. You, you know, we 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 can do that, or or we can just lift up our hands and let go and worship. By faith, right? By faith. And the only one that truly knows, I mean, you know. You know why you do. Sometimes you may not. Sometimes, sometimes we're weird, right? Sometimes we're like, I don't even know what I'm doing. But, but there are times that you know exactly what you're doing, and God knows exactly. He knows when it's done by faith, doesn't he? Amen? Now, look at the rest of this verse. This is where it gets good. It gets gooder. It gets gooder right here. So without faith, it's impossible to please him. Now, wait, let me just let me let me get on this just a little bit more. Let me tell you something, okay? It is it is of utmost importance that you see the last word of that please him. You shouldn't do anything to please man. What you do, listen, what you do should be done for God. For God. Amen. Amen. If it's not for God, you need to question your motives. You need to question yourself. If you're doing what you're doing because you're walking on eggshells around a man, or you're trying to gain favor with a man, You need to question your motives. Everything that you do should be done for God. If you do it for God, God will see to it, amen, that he lift you up and put you in whatever he needs to put you in when it's time. But you don't need to cut corners. You don't need to be a a man pleaser. You need to be a God pleaser. A, a, A true child of God will be a God pleaser over a man pleaser every time, even if it costs you going to prison. And don't think we're not headed there. But you can look throughout the, the word of God. You can look at Joseph, right? He kept his integrity. He held on to his integrity. He told Potiphar's wife, right? This is a sin. I'm not gonna sin against God and I'm not gonna sin against Potiphar. And he held on to his integrity. Look, being a God-pleaser instead of a self-pleaser. And it put him in the dungeon. Look at Daniel, right? Look at, look at all those children from Babylon. Remember what they did at the very beginning? They refused to eat the good food from the king's house. Why? God told me it would defile me. Well, where is that written at in the Bible? It's not. They had a walk with God. Amen. You start praying, you start obeying God, you get a walk with God, God will tell you some things too. Uh-huh. Amen. God will tell you. God will navigate you. You'll say, well, God's not asking anybody else to do this. How many, other, how many other people did God ask to do that? No, but it was Daniel. He spoke to them. He said, look, you honor me because I'm doing something. I'm going to show them something. You honor me. Abstain abstain from the meat abstain from those good dainty foods that the king has right It's talking about moderation he's talking about moderation he's saying you know what the Lord's my substance just give me some old potatoes and some vegetables I'll be alright look hopefully God don't ask you to do that forever but if, if he asks you to do that for a season do it do it you know what they honored God and God honored them. Amen. There's times that, you've, that you're going to have to be a God pleaser over a man pleaser. You, you know, it, it's not that you want to walk around just telling everybody, I'm not going to listen to you. You're a man. It's not like that. But there's times that you'll get in a situation where you have to choose between God or men. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, right? Who are you going to worship? Who are you going to worship? Nebuchadnezzar or God. Well, you got to choose God every time. But they did it respectfully. They said, Oh, King, we can't do this. They didn't say, You dirty down, low dog. You, you, Democrat, Republican, whatever. They didn't do all that. We know who you are, you scoundrel. No, they said, Oh, King. They showed honor and they said, We can't do this. We can't do this because of who God is. We cannot worship anyone else but God. Jehovah, the Lord God Almighty. He is the only one who we will worship, even if it costs our life. Amen? And that's when they found someone else was there in the fire with them. That's when that old king, he looked in that furnace and he said, wait, we threw three people in there, right? It cost them. I mean, some of the other people died. They got thrown in. It was so hot. But he said, We threw three people in there, but behold, I see four. And the fourth man is what? Son of God. As, as somebody else with them, you know what today's Christianity would teach? Hey, you, you go with the Lord, you'll never feel the fire. Biblical Christianity teaches you obey God even if it throws you in the fire. Wherever you go, God will be there with you. God will go with you. God will be before you. God will be behind you. God will be around you. God will be in you. God will be with you through the fire and through the rain, in the night and in the day. Your God will never leave you nor forsake you, so honor him, obey him, love him, and look, have faith in him. Amen? Amen. Faith is what pleases God. When you're willing to trust and believe God, even if it costs you everything. Some of us are like, cost us everything. My life's great. I'm about to get everything. I'm about to give me a new boat and a new car. It's not gonna cost me nothing. Just wait. God may put you in a position where it does. You might get put in a position at work. You might be get put in a position from the law it doesn't you don't know so you better be operating by faith in the little things today amen Amen. because look i mean we live in a nation today where you can freely and openly worship jesus not everybody on this earth can do that and it's only by god's grace that america is where it is and it may not be where it is today tomorrow it's only by god's grace that we're here where we are, Amen. I I remember you know, talking to a young a young guy about uh, church, and we uh, was talking about you know the tribulation and things like that. You know we we gonna you know you get right. You know Lord's gonna come, rapture the church. Oh, I'm just gonna wait. You know I'm just gonna live for myself. I'll be all right. And then when the church gets raptured, then I'll know that's my time to start living for the Lord. I said, look. Right? You can't live for the Lord now. If the world is too enticing now, just wait. Because then you're not going to be able to buy a jug of water without selling your soul to the devil. Amen. Taking the mark of the beast. So you, if you can't honor God now, you won't honor him then. It's, it's going to be, it is going to be hard, very hard in those days. And we talk so light of it. We talk so light of it. Even things like this, talking about, you know, walking by faith and things like that. In America, I mean, it 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 is insane to compare our trials, our tribulations with the world. But yeah, there's still trials and tribulations. There's things that are that go on in our lives that sucker punch us and take the wind out of our sail. And it's in those moments, listen, it's in those moments that the wind gets taken out of your sail that the only thing that's going to keep you above water is your faith. It is believing when you don't see. It's believing when things don't make sense. When the rug gets pulled out, that's when you need faith more than ever. And that's why it's so important to have faith in the little things. Amen. He this faithful in the least. Amen. All right, let's, let's continue in this verse. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Please, please be a God pleaser. Don't be a man pleaser. That's one, I know, I, I gotta keep going, but that's one thing that I can't stand about the church world. Sniveling little man pleaser, you know, people following people around. Don't be, don't be like anybody else. Be who God made you to be. Be who God made you to be. You know what? You're unique. God has a calling on your life. Each one of you, God has gifted in a different way, and he's put a different calling on your life. You're not called to be me. You're not called to be somebody else. You're not called to be your mom or your dad. You're called to be you. And you might say, well, you know, thank the Lord, because my family has, you know, We're trashy family or whatever. Well, you know what? At the cross, at the cross, all those generational things are broken. You know why? Because the Bible says that in Christ, old things are passed away, all things become new. You're a new creature in Jesus Christ. You're not who you were before you got saved. You're new so don't argue with God. If God says you're a new creature, you're a new creature. Don't sit there and tell God, I'm not new, I'm who I used to be. No, you're not. If you got saved, did the blood of Jesus cleanse you, washed you, filled you, saved you? If you're born again, you're not a child of man, you're a child of God. So stop living like man. Live like a child of God. Don't argue with with God. Don't tell God, well, my family's trashy. No, it's not. You've got a godly heritage. God purchased you. God adopted you by the blood of Jesus and brought you into his family. You are a son or a daughter of the Lord Most High. So live like it. Live like it. If that's who you are, walk like it. Talk like it. Live like it. Amen. And And God has gifted you and given you these callings. And look, here's the thing. No two of us are the same. God didn't give you the mission to fulfill Billy Graham's shoes. I mean, whatever you think of him. But God didn't give you the mission to fill somebody else's mission. You've got your own race. You know, you ever seen those things on, 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 on the internet where those people are running and they're winning and they get to the end and they start looking around and they're clapping for themselves and then somebody else beats them. You ever see those things? That's how many Christians run the race that God's given them. We're busy looking around, comparing us with everybody else and, you know, or, or feeling sorry for ourselves, you know, nobody has to walk like I'm walking and... People pass us by when we start looking to the left or to the right, don't they? Amen. It's only when we keep our eyes on the Lord that we move forward yes. by faith. Jesus. You know what? You, you, you might be able to write a book on the, on, you, you might be able to one-up Job. Maybe. You might be able to one-up Job, but you know what? It still requires faith for you to get home to glory. So how do you, how do you, you know what Job had to do? Job had to keep his eyes on the goodness of God. If anybody that ever lived could walk around saying, poor pitiful me, it would have been him. Like I said, you might be able to one-up him, maybe. But just look at that. Look at that. The way he navigated through all the turmoil and the hardship of his life was to keep his eyes on the fact that God is good. He told his wife, I'm not going to curse God. I'm not going to walk away from God. I'm not going to abandon my faith in God. I don't know why I'm going through this, but I know God is good in it. He did not curse God. What does that show us? That shows us to stop, stop comparing. Well, nobody else has to go through this. Nobody else has to, you know, Deal with this family drama. Nobody else has to go through the things. You don't know the things that I have to go through just to get here, just to do this. You know what? We can do, we can all break out violins and we can just have one of those parties. Because look, everybody has stuff against them. But you've got to come to the point where you say, you know what? It's not about What's against me anymore? Because I have come to that place where I know greater is he that is in me than he that is in this world. So I'm going to walk by faith till the Lord calls me home. And without that faith, this is impossible to please God. It's impossible. So you gotta get to that place where, you know what? I'm just gonna honor God in the little things, big things, bad things, good things, whatever it is, I'm gonna worship his name. He's worthy. He's worthy. So don't be a man pleaser. Be a God pleaser, amen? So without faith, it is impossible to please him. And that should be the goal of all of us. Everything that we do, Everything that we do should be done to please God. Amen. Amen. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Do you know, this, the word of God here says, he that cometh to God must believe that he is That he's what? Can I tell you something? That he's there. That he's there. He's there. He's there with you. He's there with you in your hardship. He's there with you when you're sick. He's there with you when you're blue. When you've got sorrow. When you're in distress. When you're confused. Listen, when the lights go out. Faith tells you God is even when I can't see. Even when it doesn't make sense. Even when I keep getting hit in the head with brick after brick after brick. Even when when it just life is like that. Faith says in spite of all of that God is. God is. You know this is this uh, correlates. You know to uh, the writer here in Hebrews, it's, it matches up with what the Lord told Moses in, in the book of Exodus when Moses said, "Who, when you send me, right? Who should I tell the nation of Israel and Pharaoh that sent me?" And God said, "I am, I am, I am. What? I am what? I am whatever you need. I am the God of all creation. I have always existed." I am here and now. I am in the past, and I'll be in your future. Amen? Amen. I am the God of glory. I am. Uh I am alive. Amen? Look, God has always existed. He's always existed from eternity past. Before one twinkle ever twinkled in a star, before a star was ever birthed in the heart of God, there was nothing. There was no space, time, or matter, but there was God. How does that make sense? It don't, because your mind is finite and created. But before space, time, and matter, God was. He existed. He is. He said, I am. I always have been. I am and I always will be. And here we are, finite creatures, not understanding that even when it rains, God's still here. Look, God's always been here. God was here before you were born. He'll be here after he calls you home. So don't think that he's not there with you when it rains on you. God made you. God loves you. And if you're a child of God, he's in you. He said, he said, he doesn't dwell in temples made with hands, right? Now you are the temple of the living God. Second Corinthians chapter six. He said, you're my people. I live in you. You're on my temple now. And yet, when the rain comes on our heads, you know what I'm talking about when I say that, right? That's when you get the bad report from the doctor or when you lose a job or when somebody eats your pumpkin pie at Thanksgiving dinner and you don't get it. It's in your hardships. It's in those things that, it's in those things that mess you up. It's when the Sunday school teacher doesn't call on you or the pastor don't say hi to you, right? It's in those times when you get passed over. It's in those times when nobody else has to face this financial difficulty like me or nobody else has to face this this physical sickness like me. Nobody else has to deal with what I'm dealing with. Nobody else has had to do this. Nobody else has had to you know bury this or go through this or weather this. And yet, in all of that, faith says God is. God is. That's what faith says. Will you look at that verse? I want you to see something that's so beautiful. It doesn't, faith doesn't say, well, let me recite my theology. Faith doesn't say, okay, here's my catechism. Bump, blump, blump oh, here's my, ten, here's my 10 statements for my doctrine of faith. That's not what faith says. Those things aren't bad. If you know me, you know those things aren't bad. Those things are good, but that's not what faith says. Faith says God's here. God's with me. I don't see God. Sometimes I may not feel God. Sometimes I may feel like God forgot me, but faith tells me God's here. Faith tells me to hope for what I don't see, 11-1. Faith tells me even when the wind and the waves are rocking against the boat that I'm not going to sink. And even if a a fish swallows me, And I find myself at the bottom of the ocean like Jonah. Faith tells me God is here with me in the belly of this fish. And as soon as I turn to God, I'm going to be right back on my path where I once should have been. Faith tells me no matter where I go, God is there. That's what faith tells me. No matter what I go through, no matter what I may have to endure, no matter what I may have to weather, faith tells me God is. God is. Sometimes, you know what? You know, Job's friends, they they tried to give him all kinds of wisdom, right? Would you say that that was worldly wisdom? Do you know that sometimes people can talk and not say nothing? Sometimes you wonder, you just some people can talk and talk and talk and they didn't say nothing. If God doesn't breathe on it, it's nothing. Psychology, that's what that is. It's nothing. Psychology can only touch the soul. It don't get to the spirit. Look at the root word of it. Psyche, that's the soul. It can only go so far. It can go where God can go. God, listen, God is with you wherever you go. And in every circumstance you're in, and faith tells you God's here. Faith tells you God's here. Now, what, why are we talking about the least, right? If you can't be faithful in the least, right? God knows if you're faithful in the least, you'll be faithful in the much. God knows that if you'll be faithful, what is that? trusting trusting that he's with you if you can be faithful to walk every day day by day just saying bless the lord he gave me another day i'm going to walk by faith today i'm going to honor god today i'm going to worship him today uh, you know what you don't listen uh, this may be news flash to some of us but you don't have to wait till sunday to worship jesus You don't have to wait till Sunday to to start clapping your hands. You don't have to wait till Sunday to dance like David danced. You don't have to wait till that day for the spirit to break loose and break out. You can experience revival every day of your life. God can move on your soul whether you're in a palace or a prison. God can move on your soul whether you're sick or well. God can move on your soul whether you're alone or in a crowd. Faith says, God's here. God's with me. God hasn't left me. God hasn't forsaken me. God hasn't, he's with me through it all. God is. God is always there. The 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 thing I want you to see on this is faith doesn't regurgitate a catechism. Faith just trusts that God is there. Aren't you glad that that it is that simplistic faith that God blesses? That God blesses that simplistic faith. If, you know what? Sometimes people are too complex to know God. Sometimes people get so, so caught up in, 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 you know, book knowledge that they never take time to draw near to God by heart. And I'm not against book knowledge. I'm all for it. But, you know, I said this on the other night. Like, here's your Leonard Ravenhill quote. He said, you can have 32 degrees and be freezing. Just because you got 32 degrees don't mean you got the fire of God. You can be zero degrees and have the fire of God. In fact, some of us are negative degrees. Some of us some of us are dangerous. <laughs> well one of the, one of the things I want you to see is that God is, right? God is. I want you to know that that's what God's looking for. God's looking for you to draw near to him by your heart, Amen. to know that God's with you. He's not going to leave you. It's that drawing near to him that pleases the father. It's Look, it, like I said, it's good to know catechism. It's good to know doctrine of faith. It's good to know your statement of faith. Whatever church you go to, you need to know that doctrine. You need to know that statement of faith. You need to adhere to it. But look, It's of primary importance that you know that God is, that God is alive, that he's the king of kings, that he's the Lord of glory, that he purchased your soul on the cross, that he's with you, that he's always existed. He was never created. He's always going to be there with you now. He'll be there with you to the end. Amen. Amen. Eternity, eternity past to eternity future. He's the Lord of glory. Amen. Look, a rain cloud in your life, a rain cloud in your life is not going to stop God from being there. You see, that's what faith says. Faith says, no, wait, God was there before creation. I mean, this, this pitfall that I'm in is nothing for God. This, this hardship that I'm in is nothing for God I, I might be messed up but I'm not too messed up for God that's what faith says faith says you know what I might be on the wrong road but I'm not too wrong for God to make things right that's what faith says and I want you to know no matter where you've gone no matter what you've done and no matter what pothole you're in God is greater God is greater than your circumstance. You didn't choose your circumstance a lot of times. Sometimes that road gets unveiled before you. Sometimes we go through hardships we didn't want. We didn't choose and we wouldn't wish on anyone else. But I want you to know this and this is what you gotta hang on to. God is greater than my circumstance. God knew before it happened? Didn't he? Doesn't he know the end from the beginning according to Isaiah? Doesn't he? Doesn't he? He knows what you're gonna face tomorrow before you do. So just cause it catches you by surprise, don't mean it caught him by surprise. He's greater than the circumstance you're in. Trust him in the circumstance. Trust him in the rain. Trust Him in the darkness. Trust Him when you don't feel. Trust Him when it don't make sense. Trust Him when you're sick. Trust Him when you can't see. Trust Him. He is, isn't He? And look, and here's the end. And He's what? A rewarder of those that would Diligently seek what? Come on now, what? Come on, church. What's He a rewarder of? Those that diligently seek Him. Not His gift, Not what he can give, not a new car, not a new boat, not wealth unfolding, not an airplane, right? What is it that God wants you to seek above everything else? Not a child, not a spouse, not a job, not a car, not a 401k, not a new president, not a new nation, not a new nothing. What does God want you to seek above everything else? Him. He is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. That seeking means pursuing. That means that you will willingly lay aside those things that come between you and the object of your pursuit. If there's a speed bump in the way, I'm gonna kick it out of the way. You're not gonna stop me from going to the one who loves me. Ah, Listen, I am pursuing the one who's pursuing me. And what the Lord is wanting you to do is seek him. Look, how does it say? Diligently. You know what diligently means? Some of us don't know that word. If diligently was a two by four, it would have done cleaned our clock. Some of us don't know what diligent means. Diligent means that you're the same way every day. It means you pursue God on Monday also. Whoa, it means on Tuesday you wake up and you go glory to God and you don't go, oh, wait, it's not Sunday. Nobody heard that. (laughs) You don't have to wear your church clothes for God to hear you. You can wear your work clothes. You can worship God on Tuesday. Amen. Amen. And you know what? That's what God wants. Sometimes I think, you know, we get things so messed up. God wants us to diligently seek him. That means even on Tuesday? Wait, it's Thursday. I can take a day off. Wait, wait, it's Friday. What does TGIF mean anyways? Thank God, right? That's what we should be doing. Thank God. It's Friday. That's what it means. Every day we wake up, we should be thanking God for that day. We should be worshiping Him in that day, whether anyone sees or not. You know what? I say this all the time, but you know what? You don't need to, you don't need to say, okay, i got to say my morning prayers. Let me get on Facebook Live. Woo! Hold, hold on. Lord, just wait. I gotta, I, my phone's not working. I'm going to pray. Just wait, Lord. i got to turn this on. I'm going to worship you, Lord. Just wait. I, I got I to get some more viewers on here. Hang on. You know what? There's a, there's a thing that the Lord talked about in Matthew chapter 6. It's called the prayer closet. Amen. And in Matthew chapter 6, when he wrote and he spoke about the prayer closet, he did not say anything about Facebook Live. You know what? You don't even have to tell anybody about it afterwards. In fact, he said, shut the door behind you when you go in your prayer closet. Why? Because it's between you and God. You want a reward from people? God will let you have your reward of people. You want reward from God? You better shut the door behind you when you seek him, when you worship him, when you pray. Amen? Amen. You've got to have those times where you say, you know what, Lord, it's just me and you. Nobody else. Sometimes you need to, you know, and you might say, well, you don't know what my schedule's like. You know what? There's times you might tell people you're going to lunch and spend your hour seeking God or your 30 minutes, whatever you get. You don't have to broadcast to everybody what you're doing. It's between you and God. You've got to have those times. And I'm, I'm telling you, you've got to have those times not just on Sunday, you're not fool. look, you're not fooling God. God is not mocked whatsoever a man what? Sow it, that shall he also reap. reap. Galatians, right? Galatians chapter six. Every time I hear that, that's when the pastor's trying to get money out of us. Yeah, that's not what that's about. That's, that's, that's telling whatever you put into this walk with God, that's what you're gonna get out. You want everybody to know about everything? You're not going to get much out. But when you pursue God the way you're supposed to pursue, what does it say? He's a rewarder. What does that say? He's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Now, watch this. What's the reward? Because, I mean, I I need a new boat, you know. I I don't, but, you know, I I mean, I need a new house. I need a new car. I need a, you know, I, I need this. I need that. I need a... You, you watch Christian TV, everybody needs new airplanes, and they need new this, and they need new that. Everybody needs new stuff, right? So what's the reward? When are you going to get to the reward, Lord? What's the reward? Some people are going to be sadly dismayed when they find out what the reward actually is. The reward is Him. The reward is Him. The reward comes when you seek the giver, not the gift. When you seek the healer, not the healing. Oh, but it's good, right? We want the gift. We want this. We want that. Yes. But we should be seeking the giver. You know what we call children, right? How many of y'all been like that before in y'all's life when y'all was little? You only what you only wanted what somebody could give you, right? Hmm? What do we call kids? That's some spoiled kids. I mean, I know they only come over here because they want stuff, but they could at least say thank you. What is that? That's spoiled kids. You know what? The church is full of some spoiled kids. Even true churches, much less charismatic ones, word-faith ones. What are we going to get from God today? Himself? Oh, man. Oh, what's God going to give me today? God going to give me something good. God going to give you himself. Ah uh, man, really? I wanted a new airplane. Well, you know what? Here's what's awesome. God confirms this in his word. You know what he said? He, he said in, in the word of God, listen to what he said. When you, what? When you draw near to him, right? He will what? Draw near to you. When you seek him, what? You'll find him. When what? When you seek him with what? Half a heart, right? When you seek him with half a heart. When you seek him casually. When you seek him casually. When you seek him, look, when you can seek him when it fits in your schedule. When you seek him when it feels good. When you seek him when everything's right in your life. When you seek him, when you feel like it. I just don't feel like it today. No, no. The word says when you seek him with all your heart. Here in this verse, it says when you diligently seek God. That means when it's Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday. It means when you've got a headache or when you don't. It means when you've had a hard day at work and when you didn't have any work at all. It means when you have family or when you don't have family. It means when you feel like it and when you don't feel like it. Someone who loves God, who desires God, who is pursuing God, will diligently seek God. And they will be rewarded with God. Sometimes people say, you know, I'm dry right now. I just, you know, I I miss God. Well, God misses you. You start walking, go back to God. God will come where you are. You don't remember the prodigal, the story of the prodigal. The father didn't go there. The father waited till the prodigal decided to come home. Then he met him on the road, didn't he? And he ran. I love that song, When God Ran. When he ran to me, tears in his eyes. You know what is amazing? Is is God draws near to those that draw near to him. When we're willing to say, You know what, Lord, it hurts, but I'm going to pursue you anyways. I want you. And if you truly want God, God will reward you with himself. God will give himself to you. God is, and look, he will be with you in the fire. He will be with you in the flood. He will be with you when you're alone. He will be with you in the prison. He'll be with you when the world is against you. But praise God, amen. Praise God. Even if the world comes against you, greater is the one that is in you. And we thank God for that, don't we? Amen. Isn't God good? Amen. Amen. Father, we bless you this morning. We thank you for your goodness and your faithfulness. Lord, you are faithful.